The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. Who said the uh, who said who said it was broken? Morning was morning broken. Was broke. well, yeah, Kat, did you break it? Kat, I did, you, did, did you break morning? No, you Kat Stevens broke it. Cat Stevens <laughs> broke it, and then he changed his name to cover up. His uh-huh, is that what we have? Okay, right, okay. Oh, I love well, guy. we've broken into the into the day. It's been broken for a while. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Yeah. Um, hey, there's fresh snow up on the hill. <laughs> it's fresh snow. Quite amazing. Fresh snow, eh? It, wow. It's actually yep. a little bit chilly out there. Yep. And we have Fresh Start Friday with fresh snow and uh, fresh Hunter. And fresh Carl, ideas. Fresh Carl and fresh Grant. Dr. Dr. Reed. 
Reed and Dr. McRae. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nurse, Grant. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I'll, be your, I'll definitely be your nurse. Huh? Um, Thank okay. you. <laughs> we and uh, that's all right. And we're brought to you by the GB Weekly, um, our wonderful, most amazing, only newspaper in Golden Bay. Thank you so and, much. Uh, yep, thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, and hey, thanks to Matt. I was just going to mention Matt over in Nelson, our um, studio uh, station um, manager, for use of a better word, He's um, a real technician. Nice guy. He is a nice guy. We'll have a coffee with him sometime. And. Um, <laughs> He doesn't know it yet. He'll, he'll, he's buying. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, and on the show today, we have Kevin Moran, who is the Save Our Springs coordinator, spokesperson, um, who's been working tirelessly for about five years now on the water conservation order that's been going through the uh, court mm-hmm. system um, to Amazing. have a water conservation order on the springs. And Kevin will bring us up to, on the aquifer actually, and Kevin will bring us up to date on what's been going on there and where they're at with the courts um, and then a little later we have Rennie Pearson coming in and he's going to play some music flute and, and um, I don't know, probably some guitar. I, I, really, I just don't know. Oh, he's so um, excited. He's also busking at the market tomorrow and playing at the um, Muscle Inn on um, Friday night. No, Wednesday Wednesday, 8pm, the yeah. Muscle Inn. Uh, we'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> anyway, weather first. Um, today in Takaka, fine apart from some morning cloud, westerlies fresh for Golden Bay, 17 degrees, but tomorrow is cloudy periods and isolated afternoon showers, uh, northwesterlies fresh about Golden Bay for a time in the afternoon and Sunday is showers becoming widespread and heavier for a time in the afternoon and evening like winds. Uh, Motueka, oh actually no, 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 and, and Monday of course is mainly fine, isolated afternoon showers, northwesterlies developing, that was Takika. Uh, Motueka, today you're fine apart from some morning cloud and westerlies, Saturday's um, cloudy periods, chance of afternoon shower and northwesterlies. Showers developing in the morning, easing late and light winds on Sunday and partly cloudy in northerlies on Monday. And um, Nelson today, you're fired apart from some morning cloud. Wesley's becoming fresh this afternoon, dying out in the evening. And especially for Carl, there's some afternoon delight on Saturday. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm joking. Um, and <laughs> afternoon showers. Cloudy periods with cloud <laughs> charts of afternoon showers in northwesterlies. Showers developing in Nelson in the morning, late eve, late easing, late light winds, and partly cloudy in northerlies on Monday. Blenheim, you have uh, today fine with light winds in the afternoon, westerlies, afternoon delight. Anyway, <coughs> cloudy periods on Saturdays. Cloudy periods on on Saturdays and northwesterlies. Rain developing for Blenheim in the morning on Sunday and easing in the evening. South Easterlies and Mondays partly cloudy and light winds. And the place to be this weekend that we have chosen... Franz Joseph Glacier. West Coast. Yeah, a few showers today in north of mainly north of Hokitika. 
Hmm. Well, that's not French, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, fine. Mysterious Claire <laughs> It's a long way from French, Joseph, North of Hokitika. It's the opposite. Um, oh. Claire was increasing this afternoon with showers developing the ranges. You never know what you're elsewhere. going to get on the yeah, West Coast. Yeah, less exactly. <laughs> and in, in Franz Joseph on Saturday, rain is easing in the evening with light winds. And on Sunday in Franz Joseph, a few showers clearing to fine in the evening, light winds. So if you go to Franz Joseph this weekend, there you go. There's your weather for Franz Joseph. So we should probably issue a warning with that. Uh, with the report that you just read out, a warning. <laughs> it's raining everywhere on Sunday, so everyone can just oh, relax yeah. and enjoy it, and you don't have to go out and mow the lawns or anything crazy like that. Uh, Super Sunday coming up, I folks. Want, I kind of want to mow the lawns. They're getting long. Oh, don't worry about it. Again. <laughs> I know. And, um, yeah, I'll tell you what's in the... Um, in the uh, GB Weekly a little later. We're, we're still going to play a little bit more uh, music non-stop from um, our... Uh, Collection well, gonna, yeah, of body parts. Yeah. We, it's we, a final week, I think. Well, it, it probably is, actually. And, um, <laughs> final week of body parts. And we've um, got some real good ones for you. Yeah. Um, what have you got, Grant? Oh, beans in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> by the serendipity. Do you remember that when you were Wonderful. a kid? I, I'd, I'd forgotten all about it till I found that. I thought, oh, that song. I remember that from the Primers. Oh, oh well, here you go. You can sing along, Carl. Carl's going to sing along. Beans in your ears. You got beans in your Very ears. Very special moment. Here we go. Beans in your ears. Just for you, Carl. My mommy said not to put beans in my ears. Beans in my ears. Beans in my ears. With beans in your ears Beans in your ears What's that you say? Let's put beans in our ears Beans in our ears Beans in our ears What's that you say? Let's put beans in our ears Beans in our ears You'll have to speak up I've got beans in my ears Beans in your ears Just don't put those beans in your ears Beans in our ears I think that all grown-ups have beans in their ears Beans in their ears Beans in their ears I think that all grown-ups have beans in their ears Beans in their ears Here you go 
Oh, that was that was good singing, song. Carl. Very lovely. Thank you, Carl. Beans in your ears. Goody, eh? Wow. Yep. How old is that song? Oh, oh about eight million years old. It must be fifties, I'd say. Yeah, probably. No. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. Only mad dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday sun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but in in in, in other news. Um, <laughs> Have you got more funny news for us? Nah. <laughs> no, I got no no I haven't I haven't got funny news today. I, I did that yes, yesterday. I did it yesterday, yeah. yeah. That was a cool show. Yeah, I thought I'd do it yesterday instead. <laughs> <laughs> well it was enough filling out of show and there wasn't enough filling yesterday, so I thought yeah. I'd do the I think anyway. Phil enjo- probably enjoyed it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and um anyway, no, I just wanted to bring up something on the um from my breakfast. No, I wanted to bring up something from the uh from the vehicles that are from the well, there, GB Weekly about how um, the um, siliconia herb fields in the Motapapi estuary have been are being damaged by um, vehicles driving in the intertidal zone, and it's becoming a bit of a problem. I mean, you know, there it is. It is okay to drive on beaches, um, but you got to drive on the um, the hard sand. And um, not really around in estuaries, from what I understand. And the damages—you don't realise how much damage you're doing. And um, you, we really should keep it to a minimum. And um, it's very hard to stop it because um, vehicle, uh, sorry, uh, beaches are actually roads mm. by law. So um, all beaches right around New Zealand are roads. Huh. So you can you can drive, and road rules apply. So you can't, you know, you can't drive crazy drunk. and drunk without a helmet on without a well, without a motorbike helmet, <laughs> or all that sort of stuff, right. you know. Yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, but obviously being mindful about um, where you are actually driving. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a, it's just a good it's a good little um, article about that to um, mm. yeah make sure that we um, um, get that right. Um, go and be quiet. Um, will be in full voice this weekend. Um, they're going to be doing um, an hour-long performance that will include the film score "Exulate Justy" by John Williams, which features the film, which features in the film "Empire of the Sun." And uh, Albert Hammond's very old funny piece, "I'm a Train." Um, so yeah, and um, <laughs> but what's really interesting is the Moon poems written by Milnthorpe President Robin Kewen, um and sensitively set by the music of the late Charles Naylor and the choir director Jochen Meyer. So that'll be quite a concert to um, to get your teeth into and mm-hmm. um, get your get your beans out your ears and listen to. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, <coughs> that's happening um, on hey, Sunday. Sunday the 27th at 2pm at Senior Citizens Hall it's a Kohar entry they've been going for 40 years that that choir and so you know they're quite um, quite well established shall we say and um, there was this wonderful um, Joyce Joyce Wiley did a wonderful um, uh, article all about um, Alan Jefferson who told his uh, who told us the stories and and it wasn't quite like being there the st- but uh, the story of um doing the race across america the ram 
um, which oh, runs, yeah, yeah, it's incredible on open roads story. from the west coast yeah. to the Atlantic seaboard. Mm. Um, there's no stages, no daily mileage targets, no designated food stops or rest periods. The clock runs continuously, and there's a cutoff of 12 days. Sleep is optional. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do it in under 12 days, you're out, which is pretty amazing, and, and yeah. it's 5,000. Um, no, yeah, 5,000 kilometres with um, hill climbs of 57,000 metres. God. Incredible. Like yeah. the endurance. And he won it. And, this yeah. guy won it. And Kiwi. he didn't even know until from, no. like, the very end. No. And they were like, I think the team kind of kept it. They're like, yeah. he could be in for a, a chance, and they supported him through it, and they didn't suddenly he won. Yeah, oh, and he's from, he, he went to Central Turkey. Cape grew up in East Turkey and went to Central Turkey School. <laughs> So, That's you know, brilliant, see, there's, there's room for you yet. There's, there's <laughs> hope for you yet, Carl. <laughs> uh, I'm and, too old and warty now. Oh, I know. You've yeah. still got beans in your ears. Yeah, I'll take them out. <laughs> anyway, really interesting article all about that. Um, cool. And, uh, yeah, mm. um, and, yeah, there's a few um, little bits and pieces. Um, oh, yeah, wonderful, a wonderful oh, obituary. Yeah, Barry about Barry Casham, um, his life of generosity. But I want to read the first paragraph because it's really funny and interesting. After a difficult birth, on June the 1st, 1939, Barry James Casham was given a teaspoon of whiskey, wrapped in a nappy and warmed up in the Woodrange oven. <laughs> God. Well, it's about the same time as Germany invaded Poland. So Yeah. yeah. And wow. he just passed away at the age of uh, 83. And um, yeah, Barry. He's a lovely was, guy, Barry. Yeah, you know a lot nice about his sixth generation Kiwi um, in Golden Bay. Yeah. And um, came from 1850s page pioneers. And um, his dad, Jim, was an accountant at the BNZ in Tarkika. And so he was particularly happy about the fact that I sort of um, put the glass over the uh, over the writings. And then he used to tell, he told me all about what the bank used to look like and wow. stuff like that yeah yeah and um some incredible stories yep yep absolutely um come to the art vault if you'd like to hear the story yeah <laughs> at seven he lost his little finger in the cogs of his father's old electric water pump oh. <laughs> you shouldn't sure. put your finger in there son Whoop. oh yeah you don't put beans in your ears either no <laughs> anyway he um he was quite. He was quite the character, and and he was um, one of the people involved in um, getting the plaques in Tarkika. You know, the little the oh. histo historical plaques all around. So he was one of the people involved in that, and um, oh, he had an amazing, way. amazing memory for history around here. Um, hopefully, he wrote it down. Um, <laughs> true gentleman, hardworking, high principles, with a great memory. And very generous with his time and knowledge. Yeah. So um, you know that was a that's a good obituary. <clears throat> and of course, there's a sewing circle. If you are, no, it's not the Aunt Fanny sewing circle. <laughs> I want to join. Yeah, you. I know. But you're not allowed, <laughs> we're, we're apparently not allowed to share needles anymore. But the sewing circle will. <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, <laughs> We'll help to to revive. Um, I think this is a is actual actual sewing circle where they actually do sewing, and they probably do share needles. And um, so there's bring a couple of hmm? <laughs> bring your own probably. Yeah, or you bring your own. I you imagine. Know, they've probably got a spare one if you haven't got one, a needle. And yeah. um, mm -hmm. 
it's about um <clears throat> it's about um bringing in fabrics and old bits mm. of clothing um that you want to repurpose reuse and remake beautiful and um if if you don't if you don't know how to they're going to show you how oh that sounds amazing yeah Carly, and, um, gonna... no. it's going to start with the it's going <laughs> to make a quilt <laughs> it's going to start at the Golden Bay Community Centre Hall on the 26th of November. That's tomorrow, at, from 10 till 2. And, um, yeah, so that's a really good initiative. Um, mm. If you're really interested in doing that, give Lisa Gardner no, a ring. The ability to make your own clothes is yeah. just like growing your it's own food. Getting lost. It's getting lost. And, and one of the reasons why it's getting lost is we've got all these cheap imports and all these cheap clothing yeah. that's coming in and people just throw them away and get a new one, you know. Yes. And you can do some incredible creative things. Mm. I know I've really enjoyed it um, in an arts context, yeah. Um, yeah. sewing. And um, it's wonderful to, um, yeah, engage with found materials as well. I've got a couple of pair of trousers made from Lisa, by, by Lisa Gardner. Wow. And the they're you, over they're incredible 15 the green ones green striped ones yeah, my yeah, favorites yeah. yep and um yeah no she's very good and so <laughs> if you do want to do this if you want to interested in it 027 629 and the number um, in today's golden bay weekly yes uh, yeah read it it's all in there anyway so I'm going to have another um, munch of my pancake. Yes, can I please have a munch? Thank you for <laughs> the strawberries you, this morning, Yes, Carl, Carl bought us strawberries. Delicious. So what we've a got cool pancakes man. and strawberries. So yep. Best morning ever. Stra- not strawberry pancakes, though. <laughs> <laughs> that will be next week. An update on our pancakes. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, anyway, here's... Um, Oh yeah, here's here's um, I'm going to play this one. It's an oldie but a goodie, and um, he passed away last year. Um, and uh, yeah, I hardly have to um, introduce it, but um, I will because um, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Meatloaf. Summer night. Would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Why not? Will he offer me his mouth? Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Yes. Will he offer me his jaws? Yes. Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. Again? Will he offer me his hunger? Yes. And will he starve without me? Yes. Then does he love me? Yes. Yes. On a hot summer night. Would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses? Yes. I bet you say that to all the boys.
Mr. and Mrs. Life will be missing. <laughs> we're missing their son, their meat. son meat. <laughs> Meat's not coming home no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He uh, at secondary school or university, it might have been. He was a track and field athlete, a shot putter, and the uh, the urban myth or urban legend is that he got hit in the head with a shot put, <clears throat> ended up in a coma for X amount of time, several weeks at least. And came out claiming he was going to become a rock singer. Oh. As they say, the rest is history. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. And he, at the end of, con- uh, well, yeah, maybe even during concerts, but I know definitely at the end of the concert he'd go off stage and have to huff on um, oxygen because he got so short of oxygen yeah. of his performance and um, he'd sweat like crazy. Anyway, he'd mm. um, then come back into his encore um, high on oxygen, I suppose. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, he died of he died of or so they COVID. say COVID related issues. Yeah. So I guess oh. that's lungs and heart, isn't it? Mm. So I suppose mm. you, if you got an issue, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He pushed but it yes, to he, the max. He certainly a, made left his mark in the in the in, an indelible mark in the late seventies. One could say. Mm. I I picked up on the album back in what they call the fifth form, so I was about sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. Um, yeah, I was quite taken by it, and I got over it pretty quickly too. By the mm. before the end of the year, so it was you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been about the same age. Video but killed the radio in the nineties, yeah. so um, definitely his song. Songs were played on the radio station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were just such giant hits. They were Mm. enormous hits. That's Mm. right. Yep. At the time. Yeah. (laughs) And at the time, as those of us remember, you know, you put a song out, you'd hear it 20 times a day for three months and then never want to hear it ever again. Yeah, that's what they did. listen to commercial radio. That's what they did back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to do a little segue here. With um, Billy Al- Eilish, Eilish, Billy Eilish, Eilish, Eilish. Eilish. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Eilish. Yeah, it's another body part. Oh, nice one. And, uh, that's boring. Ocean Eyes. Again, this is this is the segue. Thank you, Hannah, for Pleasure. for giving segues their, um, their best um, precedents. Yeah. No worries. I love. To pun accidentally. Yeah, well, you did well. <laughs> um, so, um, Ocean Eyes and um, from Billy Island. So, we're moving from um, what do you call it? Body parts to water. Indeed.
There you go. That's uh, Billy Eyelash <laughs> with Ocean Eyes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful yeah, song. Yeah, you're lovely. Thank you. Yes, good, good, good call on that one, Hannah. And the time is um, 42 minutes. I mean, sorry, uh, 22 minutes to um, the hour of eight o'clock. And uh, you're listening to Fresh FM. Your Access Community Radio um, uh, broadcasting across the whole top of the south, all the way to Blenheim. Yeah, and you're listening on Nelson City 107.2, Nelson and Tasman Districts 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay 95, Blenheim on 88.9, or anywhere, anytime live from our website, net and I, I do know there is quite a few of our listeners who do listen on their phones all over the country and so um, mm. you know I just want a <coughs> special shout out to all those wonderful people and let's hope Elon Musk can get us to Mars hey yeah uh, good idea let's intergalactic broadcast. radio yeah yeah well you know you can Calming listen to us any yeah he needs a good focus eh? Mars yeah. is a good one just stick to that yeah well you know you can yeah you, you can um, uh, yeah you can um, um, hear us anywhere in the universe, apparently, because hey. we're on the net. And so that goes anywhere in the universe, doesn't it? It does, via satellite. Yeah. The force is strong with this one. <laughs> <laughs> by energy fields. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Elon, I just um, read yesterday, he sacked, un- oh, no, he had 144... was 144... Um, Many, many thousand people, people um, um, actually um, he just left. quit. Yeah, you know he's it was like fifteen thousand maybe. Yeah. Um. um yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find that and out. He's looking for a new CEO because he's not yeah, doing a that's great right. job. <laughs> he is. He's looking for a new CEO. Fancy that. And um, he just needs to focus on going to Mars, isn't that right, Carl? Y- yes, he does. Yep. Just go. Just yep. Just. And I, I can name a few other people you can take with them. <laughs> Do you want to go? <laughs> well, I won't start right now. But. Yeah, he, he wanted to find somebody to replace him as CEO. Hey. Um, 1,200 employees resigned in the past week. Okay. God. Yeah, I know. Um, and Tesla, um, Tesla just happened to recall 320,000 vehicles, which is the 19th time that it's issued a recall this year. Oof. What's going on there? Mm, we won't go any further. Well, one of the <laughs> things that I did read, though, about this, uh, not, not this, but um, this particular subject, but I'd read, was in France, Malay. Yeah. That's how you spell it. Announced that champagne stocks were running low in its network of sellers that stretch for... 17 miles under the town of uh, Epinay. Wow. 17 miles. That's 35 kilometres of, of cellars. Of, uh, that's a lot of wine. Wow. Of champagne. 
But, you know, if you think about the whole world, they and champagne only comes from there, right? The real stuff, yeah. You know, no wonder they're running low. Yeah. And um, you can't make it fast enough. No. No. The good stuff. The human consumption. <laughs> or is Elon taking it all to Mars? Oh, there you go. Thank you, Carl. That's Brilliant. mystery solved. I'm out on there. his case today. <laughs> you are, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, I'm going to play a water song called Cool Water by Marty Robbins. I'm going to finish my pet cake. <laughs> yep. All right. Delicious. Underwater pancakes, and here we go. Cool Water by Marty Robbins. All day I face the barren waste Without the taste of water Cool water All Dan and I with throats burned dry And souls that cry for water The nights are cool and I'm a fool Each star's a pool of water Cool water And with the dawn I'll wake and yawn And carry on to water And Dan, don't you listen to him, Dan He's the devil, not a man And he spreads the burning sand with water Dan, can you see that big green tree Where the water's running free And it's waiting there for you and me Water The shadows sway and seem to say Tonight we pray for water Cool water And way up there he'll hear our prayer And show us where there's water Dan, don't you listen to him, Dan He's the devil, not a man And he spreads the burning sand with water Dan, can you see that big green tree Where the water's running free And it's waiting there for you and me Robbins there, off his off his gunfighters ballads and trail songs album, (laughs) (laughs) 
and um, yeah, that's kind of pretty cool, really. Hey, eh? so is that pancake? Thank you. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, do you want the recipe? Here's, here's, I'll get it off. I'll here's Grant's recipe hour. <laughs> Recipes. Get your pens and papers out. I'm going to give you a recipe. Pancakes. Buckwheat pancakes for the gluten-free. Um, it's buckwheat flour, one cup, and half a cup of corn flour. Not the fine stuff, but the sort of coarser, sort of almost polentary stuff. Mm. And um, half a cup of rice flour. Um and you mix them together with water, warm water. Warm water. Mix them together into a sort of a pancake sort of mix. Heat your pan up to about sort of um, medium hot. Put a bit of oil in it and pour your pancake. And that's it. That's all it is. Simple. <clears throat> they make the best pancakes. You could call them something else. You could call them flapjacks or, or flapjacks, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And leave it Flip longer flops. than you think. Uh, yes, especially the first one. Especially the first one. But you will <laughs> learn this, <laughs> and then you make very good. They're crunchy with. too, and they can be crunchy if you put enough mm. oil in them and you know make them the the mixture a little bit thinner. Oh look, I've given given the floor that little bit to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's good generous. stuff. That's that's the um, that's the uh, pancake. Uh, they're so Mix delicious, the you'll want to share them, even yeah. with the floor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's Anita Moa with... Um, Anika Moa. Anika Moa with... Puri... Purian... Puriane. Puriane. A YSA. That 
that song was by Anika Moa Pirene. So she sang, um, yeah, beautiful traditional wires. Her, I think, with a few other ladies. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful uh, song. And um, yeah, we're we're ten to seven, and uh, eight, 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 ten to eight, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we're having, having Kevin along shortly. Um, Kevin Moran. That's why we're doing. Yep, that's why we're doing the water. And so uh, I'm going to play a song by Jess Stone called "Clean Water." This is off her album "Water for Your Soul," which is a great song, perfect for what Stone coming. Water, get it? Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Love is in 
Okay, here we go, and it's um, <clears throat> and it's a uh, a lovely morning here on Fresh Start Friday with uh, uh, Doctor Reed and Doctor uh, Doctor's Juice. <laughs> Doctor's <laughs> you like that this morning. Doctor Ray McRae. <clears throat> One fish, and, two um, fish, red yeah. fish, blue fish. Oh yes, <laughs> we we could cut, do a reading of um, um, some of those. Actually, it would be really fun. That would be lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're not going to today but that's just sort of the future um it's actually five minutes to eight and we're running a bit early and um it's always nice to run a bit early especially when you're a stage manager <laughs> and so um <clears throat> we had knocking at the door scratching at the door busting to come in um we have uh, two gentlemen and i'm going to start with kevin first good morning kevin moran Thank you very much Pure for... Uh, Great to be here again. Yeah, well, thanks for coming in today, cruelly early, as, as some people would say. Um, Kevin, you've been a campaigner for the uh, Save Our Springs um, organisation, I suppose yep. you can call them, um, yep. that have been uh, looking at how to make sure the Tiwaikato Pupu Springs are kept pristine um how long how long have this has this campaign how long have you been doing this personally just on six years right yeah okay <laughs> and but, but, and particularly the legal <laughs> side of it a couple of years mm-hmm. when we've gone uh yeah we've changed tack and taken on lawyers and expert witnesses and gone to the environment court alongside local iwi nati tama and andrew yaw and other folk like uh, doc and friends of golden bay so there's a whole group of us here who are protecting the springs right but it's not just the springs is it yes well it, that, that's, that's a re- the puddle at the end i mean there are there are discussions that are going on but that's a really good point grant because of course it's not and that comes goes right back to the the, the maori way of looking things which is a very holistic way of looking at water where it's not just one bit of it but it's the whole system and um, and Tewakarapupu Springs is part of a system, and it's fed by this massive aquifer, which is the biggest cast or marble aquifer in New Zealand by far, and and I, I think pretty much in the southern hemisphere. So it's huge, and it's not just one aquifer. There's a whole series of aquifers under there. It's it's an amazing, amazing place, with tiny creatures in it, which with called stegofauna. And they're cleaning it in lots of other ways. It's filtering and cleaning, creating this incredible crystal clear water, which we see as the product of this vast uh, ancient system. Three cubic kilometres of water, am I correct? Approximately? Three cubic kilometres. Yep. I, I would suspect, Grant, I, I'm not a science, I wish my mate Andrew Yule was here because he'd have the right answer, but I, I suspect it's much bigger than that. Okay. Because yeah. um, I've been, I'm been told it's about three kilometres deep. Um, and then, but then you look at the, the length of the, uh, of the Takika Valley and it's underneath that, so it, it, I would suspect it's bigger than that. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. We we do have to protect it. It's so important because, yeah, we've got a great puddle at the end. That's that that that's pure and clean and clear and very cold, uh, and um, um, and and that's the product. But blimey, um, yeah, it's it's what feeds it, what drives it, mm. and um, so so I believe that iwi originally in their um. 
uh, treaty negotiations and settlement um, did a uh, asked for the highest possible um, uh, uh, protection of the springs without thinking about the um, uh, the aquifer that feeds it so they got it on the springs great you know perfect and then they realized that people wanted to take water out of the aquifer as well and uh, deal with things around the aquifer and that's just changed the whole ballpark hasn't it well it's best to think of it as a um, as a system and that's very much the way iwi um, think about it as as a whole system yeah. and uh, and uh, um the aquifer is just an integral part of something greater. In fact, all the waters of, of uh, Golden Bay, of Mohua, uh, are seen as one system. We have to protect the whole lot because in doing that we protect ourselves because mm. we're part of that system. Yeah, it's, um, what's the new that water, um, Tiana, uh, T. Moana... Uh, there's, there's a new legislation yes, that's come through, and um, there, there's a whole lot of new with three waters as well. They're all coming to to become um, a very important um, piece of legislation, yeah. um, whether you like them or not. Some some things of with, with I'm not going to go into three waters now because obviously it's it's controversial it's, and it's not a huge of, topic in itself. Yeah. yeah, but this in particular is is kind of like a a, 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 a tip of the pyramid of of what is really important with three waters in a way. Well, I think so. And, and water across Aotearoa New Zealand as mm. well. Um, the poem that I'm going to share later is called Representative. And it, and it, it goes, it speaks about Te Waikorapupu Springs and the aquifer mm. as being a representative, a representative pr- of primordial nature. And of course, she's a, she, uh, Te Waikorapupu Springs, mm. is this uh, incredible representative of nature at its pristine ancient best that we have left and and so and but all water is sacred yeah, it's yeah. not just Tewa, so she represents something far greater than herself because we are water we, we we are made of water everything's got water in it we, we wouldn't be here without water absolutely and and I know the new legislation talks about um, water being um, first and foremost, there's three principles in it. The first and first one is is about the fact that water must be good for itself. It must be put first, and it's water for water's sake. And yes. that's probably the best principle I think we've got yes. in that legislation. Um, then it's about human use, and then it's about other use. Yeah. Um, and I think I think you look at those principles, and they're 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 driven by by us being connected and everything being connected. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and, and this was something um, I was fortunate enough to give evidence on the um, the spiritual, the outstanding spiritual value of Te Waikorapupu Springs in, in the Environment Court. And this is mm. one of the points that I, I, I brought out, one of the many points that, um, that point to Te Waikorapupu mm. Springs as being outstanding for what it is. Okay, so, so when was the Water Conservation Order first you know, handed over to the government. Can you remember? Is it? Well, I was there. I remember yeah. Rick Smith. Uh, Nick Rick, Smith. Dick. Nick. I'm going Nick. to have a talk to him Nick. at some point, but not today. Yeah. Well, I, I remember he, he was the one who mm. uh, who um, who it was handed over to, and the, um, the the environment department had worked with the applicants for some time before that. Um, so it was about. About six years ago, yeah, yeah, and and um, but for years before that, there was this process 
of of putting the water conservation together and there's backwards and forwards and oh. on that i remember andrew very quietly talking to me one evening and it would have been 15 years ago yeah uh, andrew's <laughs> had a vision for this for a long long time yeah as have nati tama mm-hmm. it's a culmination of a process yeah. and quite frankly my heart's moving right now because it's it we are in an exciting stage yeah. we are nearly there so was it scary was it a little bit kind of like daunting you know scary but daunting about the whole kind of process that you've kind of stepped into you've never done anything quite like this before have no you? i haven't no i've never been involved in a, mm, a in an environmental a process which we, which we began really for me just with a couple of us here and uh, in Golden Bay and it had been there was someone else who did it before that but um, for about four months and then I picked it up and it was all new um, and, and it was uh, I think that what I'd like to emphasise that it's been a, a spirit led enterprise that I have all I have always felt guidance and experienced guidance about the Save Our Springs campaign because it's it's actually in itself, it's part of the natural world, as we all are. And I've felt that sense of the natural world or Te Waikorapupu working in and through me and through others. So um, so I became a voice, and, and Save Our Springs became a voice, and our legal team, we all have become a voice of the natural world. And um, so, yes, there were times I felt really, um, at the end, that just I couldn't understand. I thought it was far too daunting. And yet, step by step by step, the, everything was overcome in marvellous ways, in, in synchronistic ways, with plays of meaningful con- um, coincidences that kept coming. We just The right people swept on. We, we ended up getting finance, huge amounts of finance from people, which you need to, to for the legal side of things. I mean, it just came, basically. And how many signatures on the petition? Well, the, the three petitions, okay. we're, looking, we're looking at 35,000. Wow. And it, yeah, and th- that's what there was a point when I went on Hickory around the North Island and I made a decision to deliberately step beyond Golden Bay and the Tasman area and, and the Nelson area, which we were influencing, mm. but to go to the North Island and to go further afield across New Zealand, across Aotearoa. And that's, that's been successful. These petitions have really gone out. And so we have a massive, so it's a, it's a nationwide campaign. And I, look, I get people from London and from France and from mostly expats. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I even had someone from Mongolia, of all places, uh, you, know, and, and, you know, there's sacred springs up there, and, and this is a Kiwi. So Kiwis, we travel everywhere. Yeah. And so, so this is a big heart, this is a big heart campaign and a thinking campaign, and Particularly people from the bay. Also, mm. I lived in the bay. I used to go to, um, you know, Golden Bay High School and all this kind of. Yeah, and I remember. I want those springs protected. So it's yep. a massive campaign of, of people from all over. So how how was it when you actually got there in the in the whole kind of process of the water conservation order? You're you're in the courts. It, it went through a, a hearing process up at Takika Red Centre first, um, yes, and then the and special then, tribunal. Yep, the yep. tribunal, and yep. then then that that then turned into a court. They they, they made some decisions, yep. and then those decisions then went through the environment court. They were and appealed. They were yep. appealed by yep. who? 
Um, I think in the end, um, well, definitely the Tasman District Council and the farming mm. community mm. appealed it, um, but they were, they were also joined by the applicants and Save Our Springs. At that point, we decided to go down the street yep. legal, as, as Bob Dylan would put it, down down that path. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it all... It, 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 yeah, it was disappointing at that time because we yeah. already had a, yeah. a, a a conservation order from the um, a draft conservation order from the uh, special tribunal, and mm-hmm. local people had um, lots of local people had had been part of that process, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I had and Save Our Springs had, but but, but this has actually gone deeper, yeah. and it's evidential. The, right. yeah, so we've got top experts, and it's evidential. It's the best proof we can get, right. and we went toe-to-toe with really good experts who um, and um, to prove you know, the, 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 the concerns we have about the, the rising nitrate levels there and all the other things were, were actually played out by a judge and two commissioners who listened very carefully to the evidence and made decisions on that and it was evidential. So right. So it wasn't about feelings or whatever, it was just it was evidential. That's the best thing, and yep. and so you've you've been through this court process. This is the part of the court process you're talking about now. Yes, and so this has been different sessions over the, this whole year, pretty much, and um, yep. it's 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 hasn't been in the local. Um, yeah. jurisdiction unfortunately because of COVID and because of yes. um, other things that, that just w- kept it out of Golden Bay which is actually really quite annoying and quite uh, sad for m- many of us. Me too, me too, yeah, yeah, I'm annoyed yeah, sad where about it is, but we, I think know, we all felt that yep. but you know it doesn't matter because the right people went to the right place at the right time yep. and um, gave the right evidence and where are we at now I suppose that's the big, the big question. Okay look we're zeroing in, we're really zeroing in because um, it's been a pro- Process of really of of uh, people with drafts, you know, so not giraffes, drafts. <laughs> yes, I thought that was the thing coming through the door. <laughs> the giraffe. <laughs> so there's been different drafts, yeah. and um, the TDC has one, the farmers have one, Save Our Springs has one, and the applicants have one, and um, Friends of Golden Bay, and so they all these drafts coming and say this is the way we'd like it, mm. and you can imagine there was considerable differences. Of course, yeah, mm. and um, and in things like the nitrate level, you know, there's you it's know all the these big one, isn't it? Yeah, well, the night, well, uh, the TDC and um, and the farming community w- wanted a, a level of five point one, and um, at the moment, it it, it looks like the indications are begin uh, are given that it's likely to be um, 0.4, um, which is what it was six years ago. So it's going back to that level, and there's going to be a process by which um, it's returned to that level, which basically will be mean that the farmers will um, will manage in um, with the support of the Tasman District Council to, to bring that down to that level, to, to back where we all started six years ago. And did the, and did the, um, <clears throat> the water take thing come up? You know, how much water you can take from the... Absolutely, absolutely. I just want to emphasise at this point, I want to kind of put a little pause button because I don't know what is in the water conservation oh. order because all these drafts that yeah. came in, in the end, they've been listened to, there's been submissions, opening submissions, closing submissions, and um, and, and it's, this process has led us to the point where gradually... The court itself 
has 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 given indications of what it, what it's going to do, and it is going to bring a uh, water conf, uh, conservation order, and it does look from all the indications that it's going to be um, a really good one um, in terms of protecting Tewaikorapupu Springs, which is which is what I can see the um, yep. the bows and the and, and that this well is down. going well down in the room <laughs> here, and so so I, that that's the indication <laughs> I have, but. Having said that, um, this is being worked at right at the moment, and the last indication we got from the court was that they are well advanced in their, um, their construction of their water conservation order, which will be taking on board all the answers and all the submissions and all the other drafts, It'll be, and finally they will do it. Okay, and do, is, there another say, uh, you know, is there another appeal process after this? No, not really. And so what this can be appealed on is it can only be appealed on legal grounds so that there's been some sort of error in terms of the legal putting it together, mm-hmm. uh, but not on the actual content. Okay. Um, so we can't just, once this uh, once this goes to the government and is signed off, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. And uh, um, so, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't actually know. So I, there's still unknown yeah, bits yeah. there. You of, know. Co- of course. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I was, I've talked to a few farmers around here, as you probably have yep. too, and yep, have. I think there's a bit of concern, and I even, even talked to um, our mayor, there is a bit of concern when it comes down to the farming community who I have understand. water takes, and they have water takes for X amount of water, and if this conservation order... Um, doesn't go in the favour of what they do now, they're going to have to backtrack a bit, um, meaning that the um, farms may have to um, downsize and therefore not make as much money and therefore the banks aren't going to be very happy and therefore blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's a tricky one. How long How long is a piece of string? How long are they going to um, um, give the farmers Look. time to, to, to make these changes if if they come in because that's obviously sure. one of the important um, issues here. So, so look, I'm picking up the concerns of the mayor and the, um, the farming sector and um, look, I, I want to just um, establish the water conservation is not going to stop the people who have water takes at the moment from continuing farming. So mm. it's not going to affect no, them. No. Um, so that, that's, that's right off the table. Um, I don't know. What's happened is there's been an application, kind of like within the water conservation, to increase the amount of water. So it's not going to go down potentially; it'll go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still undecided, mm-hmm. and that's one of those. There's two points: there's water quality, which is primarily talking about the nitrate levels, and it's getting a good quality. But quantity: how much take take could there be? And the fear around that is that it's taken, that water would be taken uh, right at the time when there's a drought or something and the, the level of the aquifers down and it would affect the stegofauna um, and there's, so there, there's, there are these, these concerns that have been raised by our lawyers and the applicants' lawyers and mm-hmm. others and they're still kind of in the melting pot. And I guess the hardest thing is that nobody really knows because they don't know enough about the stegofauna. They don't know about how, how, how much is too much, how much is too little. 
Yes. That's probably the big thing. And this this is where we come into what they call the precautionary principle, (laughs) that you don't just sort of race into something where you know it's incredibly precious Mm. and, and, and just push it to its limits and then think, oops, Okay, we went too far because we may create something, uh, a cascading effect inside the aquifer. Mm. And there are, chamber, there are places in the aquifer, particularly the ones close to the surface and under the farms, where they, got a, they get a lot more nitrogen in them. Mm. Then uh, the readings would be much higher in there than at, at Te Waikorapupu Springs. Mm. So they're kind of hot. We don't know what's happening to the stego fauna in there and the, the, whole, the whole system. So, mm. so you have to be cautious, and that's yep. the... That, that there was a huge amount of submissions around the importance of a precautionary approach, yeah. and that's part of the water conservation. Of order. course, and and look, you know, ten ten years is a sort of an average of what they're talking about. How long the water? Some has been along, uh, under under the aquifer in the aquifer for a long longer than that. Some of it's less than that. Yes. Um, so you know, again, they, they, it's it's all those unknowns which makes it so hard. Yeah. Um, Do we know I, if it's um, driven by uh, you, you mentioned droughts, like it's a spring, so is it not filled up by springs, or is it there's a figure? No, it, it's, it's primarily filled up by rainfall, right. actually. So, yeah. so you, you know, Golden Bay, you're from Golden Bay, you know, it rains here, yeah. <laughs> and you get big rains here, and uh, and so. Um, particularly in the winter, and it's mm. it's a, that 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 keeps filling up the aquifer. All the bit rains we've had recently here have have been filling up the aquifer, and mm. it's quite high at that Tewakarapupu Springs at the moment. You can see that, um, but you get a drought, and it, the water level drops. And like I've been mm. to Fish Creek when it's uh, during a drought, and it just the whole thing starts to dry up. Yet the, the the concern is that that would of course be the time farmers kind of think, mm. oh, I need a bit of water, and they already get water mm, so it's not like right. they don't get water they do they get it but they might want more water but it's the time when um uh Tebokorapupu springs is, is most at, at risk right. at most at risk grant can i jump back at that 10 this 10 years which yeah, you've yeah. raised twice um in terms of the water conservation order the indication uh, from the court is that there will be a 10-year process to um, to bring in these changes, so the farmers, I, I think that's incredibly generous. Yeah, I yeah. think they probably could have done it in five, but they're doing ten. You know that that's the indication. You know, so um, you know that should really give assurance to the local farming community that they can gradually uh, move back that um, uh, the input of um, nitrogen fertilizer and. and you know, in, in, into the into the uh, on the farms, mm. and until it it comes it drops back to where it was. And we do we do all know it's not really the farmers' fault for putting that nitrogen fertilizer on; it's the banks that are pushing them. I think it's a system. Mm. You know, I can't say it's not the farmers' fault no, because they put it there. But, but then most but of the farmers around here do have the conservation. Nobody's disagreeing that we don't mm. have conservation. They they all want it to be clean. No, no one's arguing that fact. I think mm. there's some brilliant farmers mm. in the and I could name them. I won't on here. Yeah. But there are some there are some brilliant 
are innovative farmers and the local community knows who these people are and they're regenerative farming Mm -hmm. and biological farming and kind of looking at alternative ways to doing it which are really going back to tried and true farming methods which our ancestors have done from way back before we we took the shortcut of um, of the synthetic nitrogen fertilizer and and tried to speed it all up and step outside of the natural bounds i was speaking i was speaking a couple of days ago to um, a couple from the states who come over here on a fairly regular basis Um, she's an environmentalist and quite a um, astute environmentalist and when i told her about this in the in the 10 years and blah 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 she said look it's really simple this is what you do she said you give incentives to those farmers who have to cut back you financially incentivize them yes. you you take their 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 cutbacks and you give you know the government within this legislation within this this water conservation order yep. gives them the the balance of of what they're losing and and yes. financial you know gains for them because you know if they're going to lose that if they're going to lose something then they need to be compensated and I thought well that, that's a smart that's a that's a logical idea mm-hmm. um, to do something like that um, also giving them um, money financial incentives to to put put some of their land aside to not use it some yes. of the important bits yes. say around the river close to the river's edges and stuff like that giving them yes. giving the financial incentive to 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 take that land out of production yes. so that it, it, it regenerates and yes. and those are the sort of things that I don't know if it came up in the water conservation order but I just thought they were, they were really logical it, it certainly came up in my thinking mm. and um, because I mean, we we have a uh, a petition, uh, seventeen thousand seven hundred and fifty person petition, which is parked until the end of the um, mm. until the end of the water conservation or until it becomes law. So we kind of know what's in there, but but that's asking for um, for nitrogen fertilizer basically to be banned mm. in this area. Now. Whether or not that happens, we're going to go and give it a good shot, mm. and um, because I believe in that, and, th- and many people do, but because um, once upon a time people farmed okay without it, <laughs> and and you know it's getting so expensive that it's it's going to be difficult to farm with it, and there are other ways. Mm. So 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 that so yeah so so that's it. But going back to what your point is. There are areas in New Zealand where they do exactly that around yeah. Rotorua and the mm. lakes, and it's basically it's either um, it's paid by the government by different ways um, to do that, but another option could be to cap it. So mm. instead of um, instead of making it zero um, nitrogen fer- fertilizer, um, which is my preference and lots of other people's, but they might say, oh look, we'll we'll take fifty percent off, yeah. and we'll make this a special area like it is around mm. where it's fifty. And we they, there may be some deal that can be done with the government, you know, and mm. so that that's all kind of cooking around there. So there's going to be a few other things that sort of filter out after, no pun intended, filter out uh, after the water conservation order is done and dusted. There's going to be other little bits and pieces, right? A lot of filtering, yeah. a lot of flowing, a lot of waves, you know, a lot of upwellings. It's it, it's yeah. it's still going on. It's the very watery business. And, you know, you can't kind of get sharp edges around too much of it. You've got to flow with this whole thing. And as a community, I think we have to flow with it too, mm. as a Golden Bank community. It's yeah. uh, I think it's going to be tremendous for the community. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, Kevin, you've got a um, you've got a um, poem you wanted to share um, with um, with us today. We've we've got some um, we've got some live music to go with it. 
Brilliant. Now, I have forgotten the name of... Uh, Oh, Rennie. 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 Yeah. Now, look, I just want to say before we start yeah, yeah, this, because yeah. this is Golden Bay, yeah. this is spontaneous, I don't know what's going to happen, but I did <laughs> see Rennie on the flute at the Dangerous Kitchen, and he was brilliant, and um, so I'm really excited, because I just don't know where it's going to go, uh, and he hasn't heard this poem before, no. and I've never played it with a flute, and I don't, and I think <laughs> there are people in the room, and it's, it's all going to just go, so well, yeah. there you go, this, Looking is, this forward is the first to it. on now, Fresh FM. It, it's called Representative, so Te Waikorapupu Springs is a representative of Sometimes, Kevin, you just have to let art flow over you, like water. <laughs> let it flow over, it's going <laughs> to flow in the room in a few minutes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right now, actually. <laughs> Representative. The woman's eyes glisten. As she leans low on the railing It's so, so peaceful Almost spiritual So, so peaceful Almost spiritual Wow, what am I seeing here? Oh, the spring Almost spiritual, almost spiritual And she whispers this and I'm standing beside her, and I know you're touching her. You, Te Waikorapupu Springs. You, the living being. Who is Te Waikorapupu Springs? And this woman is a first contact. One of the growing tribe of post-pandemic pilgrims transversing Marble Mountain to visit Mohua, Golden Bay, and you, Te Waikorapupu. And you're so, so close. Closing and closing the gap created by our divider minds and calling us to you. And all you represent, which is creation, which is our dwelling place. With its thunder, lightning, volcano, earthquake, torturer, pilot whale, wicker, and hoo-hoo grub spirits. Yes, and even us, we ever so late and still arriving human spirits, each unique and interwoven within the great unity, which births and vivifies every living thing and calls us back, calls us back, calls us back, calls us back, to Te Waikorapupu, our Te Waikorapupu, our mother, our origin, our representative, calls us back, calls us back, calls us back. 
to you, Te Waikorapupu, and all you represent. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Nice. <laughs> well, nice. Thanks. More than nice. That's more pleasant. Oh, that was very special. To yeah, be a part I'm of. shivering. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, uh, that's quite cool because um, yeah, the the springs Te Waikato uh, Te Springs is a place where I go all the time, and I often bring my flute and will play uh, often on the far side of the of the springs there yes, and. Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing um, Dan Antel, another local musician. Beautiful I could see man, him at the man. at the yeah, thing, yeah. and I was I was just imagining him because I was hidden in the trees and uh, this flute music kind of wafting across. And I saw him look, and he was like, "What's that?" <laughs> Coming across the, but of of course there are spirits, there are spirits uh, that that live there. Um, but in that case. It was it was it was me playing the flute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never can tell. Too, you? you never can tell. I am. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't tell him though, did you? No, no, no. <laughs> so, Dan, there you go. Mystery solved, Dan. <laughs> hey, Rennie, thank you for for that, and thank you for for being here today. It's fantastic that you also got up cruelly early to come. Oh, uh, look, uh, yeah. musicians don't usually do that. And, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, as, and and um, you, your family, you, your family owns land that probably is up near the start of the um, marble aquifer. Yes, I would. That's I would the other, imagine that's so, the other yeah. thing that I was going to just sort of mention to you. Yeah, I um, didn't. I don't actually know where the aquifer starts and ends, but I imagine yeah, because it's right up behind where the valley, uh, where the two arms of the mountains join behind mm. that. I imagine that's um, probably right in that in that yeah. area. There's, yeah. there's a coal cap at both ends of the valley, mm. and it could be under that coal cap, and that that stops the the water coming down and and, and the pollution with it. Mm. So um, so it's possible it's up there beyond the coal, the coal cap, mm. and the and it's further down that the actual aquifer is. Um, is open to yeah, yeah. influence. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah amazing yeah. country up there, though. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The limestone <laughs> um, cave systems. Oh, just yeah, it's another magical land. Magic. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some photos inside some of those caves. So, mm. wow, unbelievable. Um, yeah, you can probably look up, up online. I know there's a lot of photos of those cave systems. Yeah, because cave systems in New Zealand. Yeah, mm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. And they see the sticker fauna in there. These little snails. And things mm-hmm. that, that that's one of the places they're seen on the surface uh, on the on the edges of the of the of the, the caving system of, right. of, the, of the aquifer. Yeah. Wow, what a discussion! And um, you know we've raced through until it's eight eight thirty, <laughs> and and who would have thought? You know, it would have been such a um, an interesting. Well, no, I would have thought that actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 you said it up, Grant. <laughs> Mm, yes. <laughs> Great stage management. <laughs> <laughs> Spontaneous stage management. Hey, Rennie, um, <clears throat> well, there are other reasons why I got you, and not just to play to Kevin today. I mean, it was obviously, um, but you're, you're, um, you've got a gig coming up. And I just want to, I mean, I want you to introduce yourself as who, who, yeah, where you've come from in your musical journey, because um, um, there'll be a few listeners out here uh, today who, who don't know who you are and, and where you've come from. So you started playing flute uh, quite young. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's great. It's great to be back here on the show. Actually, it's been a couple of a couple of years, I think, since I last chatted to you, Grant. Mm. Um, 
and uh, yeah, pretty special to be to be doing it here in, in Golden Bay. Uh, I didn't grow up here, but I've sort of been living here for the past sort of five or six years on and off. And I grew up in Wellington, and, and I started playing the flute at age seven or eight, but I was kind of already on the recorder by then and stuff, and just really was drawn to the traditional Celtic music um, from a very, very young age. I was, I was hearing these this music coming through CDs uh, from my parents, and um, yeah, when I was in Wellington, I sort of grew up going along to the local Irish bar, uh, Kitty O'Shea's, where there was a session every week, and uh, I was learning by ear from these <laughs> old guys, and it was just fantastic. And yeah, the the musical journey has just continued. It's become my my life purpose, as it was, and it's also my um, my bread earner these days, which is really cool. Better than being a chef, then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I love being a chef as well. But look, this is this is my thing, and uh, I've always known that that the chef thing was a, a stepping stone towards it. Um, and yeah, it's. I've got a few things coming up. It's been a busy, a busy last few months. I've just come off the back of a 22-show North Island tour, which um, was pretty hectic. I did not have very many days off. Reached burnout a couple of times, but now I'm home and uh, I've got a show coming up with a really good friend and musical colleague of mine, Colm uh, McEnany, who's a local uh, music teacher here. Um, and we've got a we've got a little duo called Forgotten Atlas, and we're going to be playing at the Muscle Inn next Wednesday on uh, which is the thirtieth of November, eight pm. Uh, so really looking forward to that. That's going to be dance music, um, and yeah, it's so much fun. And then after that, I've got a, a small little um, top of the South Island tour coming up um, with my own show, which is um, just a show of tunes, songs, and stories from Ireland, Scotland, and the Maritimes of Canada, uh, where I play a, a whole variety of different um, traditional instruments, tell stories, sing songs, uh, play tunes, and um, generally, you know, have a good time. And that's a you know sit down concert style thing. So I'm playing in in Mott, um, playing in I'm playing in Nelson on the fourth. I'm playing in Mott on the tenth, Wakefield on the ninth, and uh, Picton on the eighth. It was a slightly strange order to list those <laughs> off. <in. laughs> very watery. Yeah, very, very watery order. We've Lots got of we've got this and, and flows. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we've got this is in Blenheim and Picton, so it's perfect though. Oh, yes, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and all of the information for that is uh, up on my website, which is rennypearsonmusic.com. And I'm also very excited to um, announce to all of you guys here and all of you guys out there, um, yes, thank you, uh, that I've just released my first solo album, which is called oh. From Across the Seas, Back Into the Water theme there. Um, and uh, yeah, again, this is a collection of some of my favourite music from Ireland, Scotland, and the Maritimes of Canada. Yeah, you spent quite a bit of time in Canada, didn't you? You you really yeah. kind of immersed yourself in the Canadian thing. I did. Yeah, I lived over there for um, a year. I I went to the east coast of Canada to a province called Nova Scotia to become the apprentice of a wooden flute player called Chris Norman, um, which I uh, granted is a rather unusual thing for a young Kiwi boy uh, at the age of nineteen to do but um, yeah I was really sure about what I wanted um, and it was to be uh, a really good flute player and so yeah I went over to study with this guy there's this amazing connection between uh, Scotland and also Ireland and the um, east coast of Canada there there's a 
during a period of history from around the 1750s to the 1850s, which was known as the Highland Clearances, about two-thirds of the population of Highland Scotland were forced out of their homes, Mm -hmm. and they made the journey to many different places, but the most popular destination was this little island uh, called Cape Breton Island on the east coast of Canada. And, yeah, this was just due to the fact that the passage across the Atlantic was a bit shorter and therefore more affordable. So... It's become this time capsule of Highland Scottish culture. And uh, to this day, you know, the fiddle playing, the piping, the language, the dancing, it's all alive and thriving there in Cape Breton Island. Actually, it's more, if you want to really hear traditional, real traditional Highland Scottish um, language and music, you go to Cape Breton Island. Yeah, because the, the, the music in in the highlands of Scotland has changed a lot since um, since mm. these early days. Yeah, uh, not necessarily that's a bad thing, but no. just if you want to get the the old old traditions, you look to Cape Breton. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that, and um, you know the old red hand, eh? Yeah, <laughs> we, we know about. Um, and you spent time in India as well, is that right? No, I but spent a lot of time in, in Nepal, but I've I've done a lot with uh, yeah Indian classical music and, mm. and the Bansuri, uh, the, the the Indian bamboo flute. Um, it, just am in love with that um, the, the classical music, the raga, the raga systems, um, and yeah, so that that's really special. And I, I do like to kind of yeah incorporate some of those ideas into my creativity mm. where possible, which is quite a lot. <laughs> it's <laughs> <Yeah>. always possible. <laughs> hey, Renia, can we hear a wee bit more of your music? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I'd love to um, sing you a quick song. Yeah, um, I just have to get my mind. guitar out really quickly. Yeah, sure. We caught, we got caught out a little bit time wise, <laughs> but hey, it's it's it works really well, and um, it's great Doing that great. you guys. It's great that you were able to come in this morning and um, yeah. do this. I know you've got to probably tune up. Um, oh, we've look. got Carl could have tuned up while we were waiting. <laughs> Oh, look, it's perfectly in tune. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, shall I drop this mic just a oh, little bit? Yeah, perfect. So, in the folk traditions, one of the most important aspects in a song is that it tells a story. Um, and this song is a, a fantastic one that tells of the hunting of a prized hare. Now, this um, this takes place in a little town called Cregan in the north of Ireland, and it was written by a fantastic Irish songwriter and poet called James Malloy, and I love the way he captures the spirit of the hunt in this song. It's called The Cregan White Hare. <laughs> white hair as swift as the swallow she flies through the air you could tramp this world over but none to compare to the pride of old Cregan that bonny white hair Autumn morning, as you will suppose, the red golden sun o'er oh, the green mountain rose. Bonnie Conway came down, and he did declare, On the stay I'll put an end to the bonny white hair. Oh, 
search through the lowlands and on through the glens, all among the wild ditches where the white hair head ends. Till at last, coming down over the heather so fair, from behind the wild thistle out jumps the white hair. Went his guns and his dogs he slipped to As swift as the wind or the green mountain flew But his dogs soon came back and it made Barney sigh For he knew that the white hair had bid him goodbye Sportsmen down here from Pomeroy And Cookstown Dungannon and likewise the Moy With our pedigree greyhounds we've travelled from far And we've come down to Craig and now find no to car Well listen to the lowlands these huntsmen did go In search of the white hair they'd look high and low Last Bonnie Conway from the bog bank saw where he cried out to the huntsman their lies the white hair. Oh, they called up their greyhounds from off the green lee, and Bonnie and the huntsman, well, they all jumped high with glee. It was there on the bog bank all gathered around Seven dogs and nine men did that poor hearse around Well no wonder the white hair did tremble with fear She raised on her hind legs, she raised up her big ears She raised up on her hind legs with a one gallon spring she jumped over the greyhounds and broke through the rain. It was a beautiful view Oh, as swift as the wind Or the green mountain flew But those pedigree greyhounds They didn't get far well, They came back and went home In their fine motor car To conclude and to finish this rhyme I hope you'll forgive me for taking your time If there's any among you from Carrickmore Fair Won't you raise up your glass to that bunny white hair
Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. Nice to have a live studio <laughs> audience here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have got more people in if I'd thought. <laughs> hey, I first met you about five years ago, and you were playing music with a fiddle player from um, Scotland who oh, lived in England, Kate. And um, she yes, has to, I and often think about Kate. Yeah, I see yeah, her yeah. Pop up on Facebook from time oh, to time. We'll try she and get this a, through to her. Anyway, um, soul. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good soul. And, um, you know, I just have to say, you know, from those days when I first met you, you've come a long, long way. Thanks, Grant. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to keep keep getting better. <laughs> well, you've got a, well, well, <laughs> you've, got, you've definitely got a better guitar than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, it's just brilliant. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, and thanks for having me having yeah. me back on. Yeah, and what a great story! Look, there's so many storytellers. That, well, no, there's actually not as many storytellers as there used to be, mm. and and songs don't always necessarily tell stories. I mean, they do, and sometimes they sort of you know just they just sort of dribble about love and run unrequited, <laughs> unrequited <laughs> love. <laughs> Who wants that? More unrequited love. Understand what you're getting at, though. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a difference between um, these folk <laughs> stories telling songs which tell a story That's, usually yeah. about a situation that happened or mm. something where there's a, maybe not even necessarily a message but yeah. um there's it's a it's a little piece in time and you're telling a story often about something outside of mm. yourself uh, rather than the pop culture would more be to sing about what's going within inside yourself and i'm not trying to say one's better or no, one's no. not um but that's one of the the key differences that that i've sort of noticed generally with folk music compared thank to you modern. for putting it into better words than oh, i did right. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that hey really do you tell stories um other than on the guitar you, you absolutely actually tell, yeah and um look a bard of course is mm. what you have uh, are uh, sort of journeying into as, as yes. the sort of the bardic tradition yeah i love that that, that, mm. that word yeah yeah I thought you might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the travelling minstrel. You, they mm. would go from town to town, learning stories, telling stories. Yeah. Um, did you meet Roger Sanders? He's he was a um, he was quite a um, he was from England and he he did a lot of uh, storytelling and influenced me a lot. Oh, cool. um, you don't get many people doing it, and it's really nice to get these traditions kind of mm. you know popping up. Are you are you going to um, start walking from town to town um, and um, and and telling the stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, I haven't been doing it on foot. I've no. been doing it in my van, but that is essentially what I do for a living is, mm. is going from town to town here in New Zealand uh, and telling stories, uh, singing songs and, and playing tunes. And yeah. And through this, you meet so many interesting people who come up to you afterwards oh, and during. Some and... of the people. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy people and some uh, not crazy people, but mostly just awesome people. And you must learn some yeah. interesting um, stories and maybe you'll be putting some of those to, into your own um, Yeah. Songs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's it's hundred percent. That's exactly it. And I, I I do really love this idea of the bard and the minstrel. I often mm. it takes me back and just imagining living in a town for your whole life, especially in the medieval times mm. when you kind of where you go to with these minstrels and bard kind of imagery, uh, and knowing nothing but your town, you kind of know that there's an outside world, but that's about all. And this person comes in. To the, to the pub, they set themselves down by the fire and everyone's just like, 
you know what's this guy gonna do and it's like yeah. it's like the information of the of the outside world um now we're pretty inundated with information from the outside world so what i kind of like to bring is this little slice of the past mm. um a little bit of uh, a little bit of history bit of humor and um yeah these old stories which i feel people uh, they always connect with them so well uh, and and people uh i think starving for this kind of um this roots kind of uh style thing because so many people have this celtic music deep in their blood you know and often people come up to me and they'll say they'll say there was a fire inside my chest that i didn't know where it came from you know uh and it's like well that's exactly how i feel as well <laughs> hands, up, hands up in this room who's got um of celtic or, or yeah or, all of it every hand goes up there you go and, um, and so we're all touched by it yeah yeah and but the truth as well is that it doesn't really matter if you have it or not mm. but it, it's um it's it just yeah i don't know there's something within deep within these rhythms these these melodies these songs they're very primal um it seems to connect with people very Metaf- freely metaphors story metaphors about about life um unrequited love no in general <laughs> um story metaphors are really powerful aren't they mm. you know it's it's how we how we learn about each other and how we learn about ourselves absolutely um, yeah and those are the those are the stories that that really you know the hardships and the yep. and the struggles yes. and the absolutely. red hand <laughs> the, yeah yeah and the, when a story survives mm. For more than a generation, mm. it means there's something about it that's important. Right. Almost invariably, and uh, and it doesn't. Yeah, there's some. It doesn't matter if it if it's true or not. Something about the metaphor, as you say, within the story, rings true to human nature, um, and we can all we can all understand it in a certain way, and that's why it gets passed down. Otherwise, it doesn't get passed down because it yep. doesn't connect. Um, so. We can all elaborate on the truth and in, in, in telling a story. We can yeah. stretch it a little bit, and it makes it interesting for the listener. Absolutely, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think a hundred percent. It's almost less about the truth and mm. more about the core metaphor concepts that kind of ring within. Like, okay, how does yep. this relate to human nature? Um, and the facts yeah. are far less important. Women who run with wolves. That's yeah. a classic <laughs> book. That, that if you haven't read it. I recommend it to understand some of this stuff. It's very powerful. I was just mm. going to say, it's about the moral, isn't it? The mm-hmm. moral story. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ancient and values. Ancient values. values. Yeah, 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 yeah. And often the moral is not even something that's teaching to you as a something to live by. Often it's a it's a look at the imperfections of human nature as yeah. well. For example, even that song about about the hair. You know, everyone's vanity causes them to want to be the one to um, hunt down this mm. this hair. In the end, the, the moral of the story is there's no real moral. The hair just mm. gets away, but it's just kind of a look mm. at human nature mm. to, you know, these hunters, they all want to be. There's actually even another verse where another hunter even comes in and it's like <laughs> too long for the radio version. It's like water trickling through your hands, isn't it? It's like this, we go back to the water, water trickling through the hands. Yeah, yeah. We live and we learn and we experience and, 
yeah, we share. A hundred percent. Yeah, mm. it's great to have that knowledge mm. just continue to be passed down because it's mm. so important. And perhaps the hair is a symbol of nature and the natural world. Mm. Then we try and get it, and we even try and kill it in different ways, but it mm. gets away. It gets away. And let's hope it does get away. Yeah, always. Yeah. And it continues to be wild. Yeah. Like it naturally is. Well and put. Again, yeah. in the in the old days, the um, ancients would see not the uh, not the um, man in the moon. They saw the hair in the moon, yes. and mm. it was all around. It was all around that time of um, Easter or Stara, yes. and um, it was obviously when it was most noticeable. And they would pay homage to the hair in the moon, and the hair was a great symbol of um, of fertility and um, yes. life. Yes. Mm. So yeah. you know, there's there's that aspect to what you're singing about the yeah. hair and the white hair. I mean, obviously, the pure hair, the pure life, the pure fertility. The and that that yes. gets away, always does. So mm. you know, it's 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 fascinating stuff. And um, if you want to hear, if you want to know more, I'm sure Rennie's going to um, be um, in your town. Can you just remind us those dates again? Start on the eighth. I'll try and yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was the um, the fourth is the fir- oh, so next Wednesday. I'm here in, at the Muscle Inn with Colm yeah. and then uh, the 4th 8pm f- yep. on the 4th I'm at Fairfield House in Nelson and then the 8th in Picton 9th in Wakefield 10th in Motueka and then I'll be up north as well after that uh, in January yeah <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And you'll have you'll have that on have you got a website or a Yeah, something? yeah. So all of that's up at rennypearsonmusic.com. You can also um, order my album there if you like, or just buy hard copies at, at the gig. Yeah. And good. I've also got even an album release party coming up here in Golden Bay on the seventeenth of December at Onakaka Hall, which is gonna be open to the public. Yeah. At least yeah. that's the plan anyway. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, you guys are all invited. Yeah, and yeah, all of yeah. you listeners, you're also invited. Oh we'll bring some recording <laughs> gear and have it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, fellas, both of you, um, Kevin, um, Rennie, thank you so much today for coming in. Um, it's been a really interesting show. Mm. I think one of the more interesting shows we've had this week. Um, <laughs> it's the only one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could say that every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just keep getting better. Good to know we're in the top ten, though. At least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, top five. Or something. Anyway. Yeah, really flow. Really flow. Yeah, flow. The flow. Go to here. Um, and. Look, you know, thank you, and and um, good luck with everything um, on every count. And um, I'm just going to play a song now that 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 has nothing much to do with anything other than <laughs> uh, <laughs> completely <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's, it's actually Ho- it's actually Holly Smith and and Don McGlashan, um, oh, called Bathe in the River. So nice. um, oh, there we go. it's yeah, something it's something water, something water, that's got a little yeah, bit yeah. of um, water the theme river. and um, keep it pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Grant, and yeah, great to meet you. Thank you. So much, Grant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. No, we love having you. Yeah. Here's here's um, Holly Smith. Brilliant. Cool. Yeah. cool. Thank you. Oh, 
there you go. That was um, Holly Smith and uh, Don McGlashan, Breathe in the River. Lovely Waiata. And um, yeah, listen to Fresh FM. Um, it's three minutes to nine. We're out of here now. Um, a bit like Kevin's um, head. Um, and. Well, I'm just coming. My hair. Yeah. <laughs> My hair. Out of here. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, bit... And um, <laughs> I want to just, I really want to say thank you very much for listening today and um, 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 tuning in. And um, I really want to say again, Thank you to our both our guests, um, yeah. Kevin Moran from um, yeah. the uh, uh, Te Waikato Pupu Save Our Springs campaign and Rennie Pearson, Travelling Bard. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah. thank you for listening. I really appreciate um, that you've uh, taken the time to um, tune in today and listen to us and have a safe and um, very warm um, enjoyable weekend. Get out there and enjoy yourself. And, Especially um, Sunday, it's going to be raining. Yeah, do what so you want. Everywhere, yep. and go to your markets and <laughs> blah 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 Dance blah. blah everything, and you know the drill. Here's here's the way we always finish. This is how we roll, man. Yeah, yeah. This is how we always Thank finish. Thank you. Listen, look, oops, and that shouldn't be happening. Um, I don't know why that's happening. Um, there you go. Get rid of that. Um, Silly thing, and um, going here's with the, the flow. Here's, 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 mm. here's, our, here's our final message to you today. <laughs> Let's forgive everyone for what have they really done? The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.